Today's guest is the one and only Amy Steinberg. Uplifting, enlightening, and hilarious, with a voice that can truly burn the house down, Amy Steinberg is a singer, songwriter, and storyteller like none other. Deeply soulful, incredibly honest, and always loving, she sings of self-love, open-mindedness, and the holiness of everything. Amy is the Minister of Ritual for the Jubilee Community in Asheville and has served as musical director at several spiritual communities. She plays at conferences, churches, and venues, and festivals all over the country. Amy's latest recording is her 11th independent CD called Shine, Be Glorious, and is a powerful collection of uplifting gems. Today, we talk about the path, the remembrance, the sacred, and so much more. This episode is a little bit longer because Amy and I could talk all day. Thanks for being here. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Amy, welcome. Thank you. So good to be here with you. You too. So Amy Steinberg is relatively new to Asheville, North Carolina, where we now both live. And I would love to open with a story about how we met recently. Um, And Amy does not know what story I'm going to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. So what is your role now at Jubilee officially? Is it minister? Is it like master of ritual? That is the title of the gig minister of ritual. So it's my job to lead Sundays and do any sort of baptisms or uh, possibly marriages. And also um, I think, to be a past pastor, to have pastoral care in case anybody needs prayer or wants to come in and just chill out with me. Um, I've got awesome office hours and we're kind of also just figuring out, you know, where Jubilee's headed. And there's, it's like a whole new world, right? Right. So let's say for listeners, what Jubilee is like, what it has been, you just took over this amazing community, this minister of ritual. Wild, wild, weird dream come true that I didn't even know I had. Actually, I did know that I had it. Ooh, so I played okay. Jubilee. I sang, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I played Jubilee. I gave a gift of music a couple of times. And the first time I was ever there, I was so blown away by the energy in the room, by the inviting of the directions, by the flow of the service, by Howard's humor, Howard Hanger. 
who founded it. And I thought to myself, I had a very, I remember it specifically. I said, if, and I think I said it out loud to my girlfriend at the time. I said, if I ever had a church, it would be just like this one. Mm. So I hate to use the word church because first of all, I was raised Jewish. So, (laughs) you know, Jubilee really goes by community, not church, but we do meet on Sundays and we do talk about the G word, but you know, we talk about both G words, God and goddess, great spirit. Um, It's a place that is so free and fun and deep. We try to go deep every Sunday and get, thank you. Yes. Get real. I love it. Okay. So yes, this is real is the only direction I love to go. So, um, so I love Jubilee and I had been going for a while because to be quite honest, I have church trauma, like from childhood, you know, Yes, so many people do. And so, and church trauma as a woman specifically, and like, you know, waking up as a teenager going, what we're supposed to have dominion over women's bodies. Like, are you kidding me? You know? And I was just questioning this. And, and so, um, to go back to church, but what was a big deal for me? And, but I have this little boy and there are so many aspects of the service that he benefits from, you know, the community and shaking the hands of elders and witnessing the directions being called and singing out loud. The little boy loves to sing out loud. So one of the weekend, your first weekend there. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I know. (laughs) Here we go. This was um, a weekend that I did not have my son because he's raised between two households. And so uh, my friend called me up and she's like, listen, it's Amy Steinberg's first week. You need to be there. (laughs) And I said, okay. And so I go and I I just have to say that makes my heart light up that somebody said that. It's like, we're meant to be friends. Yes, please. Oh, and then you said the thing Uh inside of your first ever. Oh, I remember what it is. I think I know what it is. My first service. Your very first service. And you were nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, I'm sweating like a whore in church. And then you said, but wait a minute. I am a whore in church. <laughs> and I was like, God. my hands may have been in the air. I was just like, she did that. Whoa. And the, I like the old people's eyes like light up. And I'm like, yeah, girl. And then I, uh, you know, you were making a, a joke and yep. you don't have to talk about the origins of the joke. I'm, right. I'm making my point here. I'll get to it. But um, I sent you a Facebook message and I was just like, you had me at whore and church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Because at the time, like to be totally honest, um, I was going through another iteration as a woman of unburdening sexual shame mm-hmm. and trauma, which is like s- some of the work yeah. of my lifetime. And um, I hear that, sister. I really hear that. <laughs> You know, and I was like, like girls, we just looking for love, you know, we just yeah. get after it at a young age. I know I did. We did. But, uh, yeah. And, and it's like, not all bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And, and bodies and pleasure is a beautiful thing, but yeah, my pleasure, um, radar at a young age got me, I was pregnant by 18. Wow. How old, how old you 
my son is 11. My daughter um, is 19 and oh, she wow. was adopted at birth, which is a story that I tell um, in earlier episodes on the podcast. Okay. So, yeah. So I had, I had a daughter at 19, such a sacred being and, um, was not able to raise her for all of the reasons. But one of the things that really set in at that time was like, your sex got you in trouble. Mm -hmm. Your pleasure seeking got you in trouble. Yeah. So get it together, young woman, and go make something of yourself. Like that's that was my driving force for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and I still battle with it for sure. Yeah. And so yeah, I was um <laughs> so whore in church got you. <laughs> aftermath of like a failed relationship with, you know, some some story behind it and like sexual shame that I was working out. And I was like, yes, my God, we're just, we're making this, um, you know, we're women with stories and, <laughs> and sexual histories and we are back in church. Like I, I do want to say the, the church word. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's a beautiful word, you know, it's just so sad. It's like, it's kind of that whole thing about like, I, I love Jesus. I just don't love your followers. Don't want this followers, you know, that bumper sticker. Oh you know, yeah. Things yeah. of the church, which is the, you know, I mean, Jesus didn't go to church, you know, uh, but the teachings are beautiful, compassion and love and connection, and community and giving. And, you know, so the, it's, it's sad that that word, it's like, I, I hide that word. I, I, when I'm out and I meet people, I want to tell them, I want to say, Hey, come to Jubilee. But like, nobody wants to be proselytized to, you know, nobody wants that. So I'm just like, um, I do a thing and it's really cool. And you know, like, yeah. I try to just kind of sneak it in there. Um, but I'm like you, I'm not afraid of that word. Let's claim that word. Let's reclaim that word. Okay. Yeah. Because the word reclaim also, like there's be, there's so much being reclaimed right now. I mean, this is part of this podcast and like the reason that we're having these conversations is because as women, we're not going away. This is the first time I've ever shared this aspect of my own spiritual journey on this podcast. But, um, like I am a follower of Mary Magdalene and I have really looked deeply at how Mary Magdalene walked beside Jesus, Yeshua, and, um, and her sacred medicine and their sacred medicine, like in union as male, female, masculine, feminine. And yeah, so for the past few years, that's been, um, like so much a part of my awakening. Um, and so that the, that the women are coming back to church, that we're having these conversations in church. You know, when I looked around, I think it was like week three or four of your presence at Jubilee, I looked around and there were astrologers, like all women, astrologers, we had shamans, we had powerful you know, healers. <laughs> and I was like, the witches are back in church, y'all. Right. Like, in oh, Asheville, I love, that. I love that. I'm gonna have to say that. I'm gonna have to say that on Sunday. <laughs> the witches are yes. back at church. Hello, hello. Yeah, like you're pulling, you're pulling them oh, that's there. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. There's something huge going on. I, I feel the most um, on purpose. I feel like every single thing in my life led me to this community, to this time, to this place. And that we have a power that we are just 
it's going to vibrate right out of that room and out right out into the city and into the world. It's going to be effective. I really think we're going to be very, we are being very, very effective. And it's like, again, it's this whole idea of like um, uh, connection and community versus competition with women. Oh, thank you. Like, you know, women against women and all of this coming together just feels so good. Yes. Major theme on this podcast and in the work. Yes. Yes. Like, we're not meant to do it alone. And another thing that I've been on a little soapbox about is that we're not like asking for our power or permission from mm-hmm. external sources anymore. Like we're just remembering oh, that we have it so as beautiful. women. Yes. And the more we're about the noise in the background, there's during some construction. I don't know if you can hear it, but no, we can't hear it. Okay, good. I can only hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Okay. And ears. Don't don't worry. So, can we talk about um, how you got here? This path of of life. Like, how did you get to be sure. a minister of ritual? Okay, <laughs> so, well, you know, question. such it's a great question, and I I I often say it's from where my spiritual path kind of began began, which was in recovery, um, like eighteen years ago, but upon reflection, it's before that, because in, in high school and, um, in college, I always wanted to sing about spiritual things. I was into the tarot. I was into astrology. I was into the ether and the other world and believing in something higher, you know? And then when I got into recovery, um, you know, the whole theme is higher power. Like the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says in it, um, I I feel like that talking about AAM. I don't think I'm supposed to do that on radio. I'm sorry, but oh well, breaking a rule. Um, But it says the purpose of this book is to bring you to God. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's the purpose of this book. And the purpose is a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And that happened for me. And then I started writing more and more spiritual songs because the the steps are based on principles, right? Mm -hmm. And the spiritual principles kind of started to work in my life, hope, faith, joy. I had been miserable for years just kind of walking through like as a ghost, you know? Okay. Yeah. So you were, you were an addict and you were, um, you you checked out. Yes. Checked out, numbed out. And so this process, this very long process during that time, I started writing my own music and, Mm -hmm. um, touring around. And as I was touring around, I was playing a show in a coffee house and um, I, am I taking too long on the story? I don't know. I but, love it exactly but, as it is. Okay, yes. Okay. Everything that happens. I was, <laughs> I was in Charlotte and I was, I had moved to Boone. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that another time. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but I lived in Boone for a time because I, I followed my heart there. Yeah. And, um, I was in Charlotte doing a show at a coffee house and a woman walked in and she, L, L Erickson, who does the uh, booth ferry. Do you know L? No. So she walks in and she's like an angel. She just was this beautiful. She had this dress on and she's like a fairy. And she walks in and she's like, you have to come play my church. And I was like, I don't play church. You know, <laughs> I was like, cause I am singing all these spiritual songs. Right. But like not churches, you know? Right. And she's like, you know, how about you do a house concert? And I went to her house and I did a house concert and I was like, these people are amazing. And she was like, they go to my church. They're all at church. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'll play your church. And I go to this church, spiritual living center of Charlotte and Christy snow is the minister. 
and Renee Leboa, and they're two towering goddesses of light and love. Like they just, it was like, oh my God, that's my, you know? And then I sang for the first time to people who were not drinking coffee. The espresso machine wasn't going. People weren't drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody stood up and I had this audience and I felt connected in a way as a musician that I had never felt before. Mm. And I started to be fed. And the story goes from there that for the next 10 years, I became music director of these centers, spiritual living centers, centers for spiritual Mm -hmm. living. I did it in Charlotte at two different centers. I did it in Boca Raton and I just came back from San Diego. So in the middle of that, I was taking classes Mm. about um, actually becoming a practitioner of science of mind. Do you know what science of mind is? I don't. It is not Scientology. Let me just say that up top. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's called New Thought Philosophy. It okay. comes out of Unity teachings and Christian Science, mm-hmm. which is spooky to me because they're like the no medicine people. But um, the idea behind it, the basic idea, is that we are all one. Mm-hmm. And we are one with God, mm-hmm. and God is consciousness. So it's very like, yeah. mm-hmm. what we think we create, what we focus on grows, what we, you know, the manifest and all that stuff. Yeah, but um, the real science behind it, it sounds like. The science is, it, that's why it's called science of mind, because they've done yeah. a lot of, you know, but now it's called, um, then it was called religious science, and it was called, you know, so there's all kinds of names for it. But what's beautiful about Jubilee is that some of the new thought stuff, um, is a little bit too, for me, it feels a little bit too like deny, 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 only look to the positive, only, you know, mm-hmm. it completely yeah. celebrates the via negativa and the yes. transformativa and the creativa, all of the faces of God. And I feel like I'm home, like I could cry. Like, so I've been studying this one path and then I was doing a show in Asheville and Jackie Dabrinska, my sister from another mm-hmm. said, you should, you should interview, you should try to you know, just submit a resume. And, uh, I was shocked. I said, I was shocked. She asked, I said, I'm not a minister. And I did. And then from one thing led to the other, I went through six months of interviews and they flew me out here a couple of times to uh, meet the community and talk. And I got the phone call from Claudia Sherry and I was shocked. <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't a Yahoo. Yes. Cause I was so scared. Yeah. And so like that whole Yahoo. Yes or no thing. I call on it now because <laughs> when something's really, really, really scary, yeah, it's gonna feel like a no. It's gonna, it's gonna scare you. There's gonna be contraction. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So from the moment I got here, I was like, "Is this gonna work?" Oh, so you even said like you said your yes and got on a plane and moved here and yeah. and still, still even like because I was here for like three weeks before I even started because I was getting ready on getting, you know, working with the seeds and getting, you know, to know everybody and getting from the lay of the land and moving mm-hmm. in. And I had like a couple of weeks before I actually had a Sunday. And up until that first Sunday, I was like, this could not, this could just, I could just the bed, you know, this could be, <laughs> this could yeah. be bad. And it was incredible from the first day. And I felt mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like I want to shout from the mountaintops to everybody. If it feels uncomfortable, do it. If it feels uncomfortable, do it because you're going to grow wings on the way down. You're going to grow wings on the way. Just leap. I mean, it's incredible. I feel so alive. And, um, Hey, it's Sarah. Sorry. I'm interrupting this podcast right here to check in with you. Do you hear how Amy is talking about our fear holding us back and women? I'm talking to you. I'm all about supporting you in your leap. 
This is the essence of the Sacred Truth Mastermind forming for January of 2020. If you're not on the waiting list for the details, hop on over right now to sarahpoet.com and sign up. You don't even have to know the details of exactly what you want or exactly how you will leap. Rather, you just have to want to own your truth and your own yes. Now, back to Amy. I I heard you talking about the like the first time that you were introduced into a spiritual community and it wasn't the coffee shop or the bar. Right. And there was that like spark. And then that led you to this. What what is that spark? What does it feel like? And do you get it when you're in front of the Jubilee community now? Like what is that um what it is? I mean I don't reciprocity or something. Yeah, yeah. It's love. It's like it's like it's like the message of my songs and now the message of my talks or meditations, as we call it at Jubilee, like being heard, being seen, connecting. Um, you know, I've just recently been introduced to the Enneagram. And do you know the Enneagram at all? Not well. I used I don't know to it know that it well. better. Yeah. I, yeah, I used to know it better than I know it now. Well, I'm a seven. Okay. I just learned that. And I think oh, exactly the motivation of the seven is, but what it feels like is it feels like the motivation is to um, reach people, to connect, to um, not just entertain, but to like the next step after entertain, which is like change lives with, with your presence, you know, and I do it in friendship. I don't, I don't just do it in, you know, when I'm performing, I do it all the time. I'm always like this change agent, you know? Yeah. And so this job is, and, and, and what you said about like being, singing my songs in churches for the first time and being heard, it was like, Oh, I'm, I'm lit up. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing my Dharma. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So that lit up feeling. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to ask you this so that you can, um, for listeners, you know, like what yeah. is that feeling inside of you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what is that? I'm in line with my Dharma. How do you know? Yeah. No. Um, wow. That's a really, really good question. It's, it's like, um, you know, for me, I think it's, and I, and I probably, for most people, it's kind of like looking for the clues and hints and the things, and then they all come together in a way. Like what makes you feel alive? What makes me feel alive? What makes me feel energized and not drained? Yeah. Right. What makes me feel, um, like I want to do more of it. Like I lose sense of time. Um, like I could, you know, and it's not like every single show or every single talk I'm, I'm on cloud nine, but it just feels like the right thing in my body. It feels, uh, I feel loose. And, um, what is that lit up feeling? What, I don't know. What would you, what do you think? What's lit up for you? What does that mean for you? I, I love your answer. And, you know, as I'm listening to your, your response, I'm thinking of times where I've definitely felt that. And then I'm thinking of like all of the years as a modern woman chasing the dream or like not even the dream, chasing the success, chasing the like acceptance, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing that I didn't feel that, (laughs) you know, like that was absent. I just didn't even feel it. Yes. I know that. Mm. Yeah. That's a big piece because for years, I mean, people were telling me, you're going to be a rock star. You're going to get Grammys, you you know, and I felt like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, how has this not happened? Everybody's told me that I'm supposed to do this thing. And 
I didn't have the motivation to like go to New York and bust my ass or LA or, you know what I mean? Like I just, because it wasn't my dharma. Right. Yeah. Let's say like you have nine albums. Yes. I have many records. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved making, they're my babies. I love making every song. I mean, it's like so beautiful, but the whole, I think thing was leading me here. Right. And, um, it goes back to even like my vocal instrument, my vocal instrument. If I sing too much, like if I sing four shows in a week, I start to get a flare up of a nodule on my vocal cord. It's just not, not meant to be a singer who sings four to six shows a week. It's just not my karma. Like supposed to use my voice, but not, it's not about that. It's about something else. It's about something greater. And I think sometimes we can start out with one dream and it leads us to another dream and it can feel like I'm a, it can feel like we are a failure of some kind, but really what it's doing is it's just jerking you onto the right path. Yeah. Right. I do know what you mean. And yeah, I never answered your question about what that feels like in me where I am aligned. I got so excited about the whole ambition thing because that's such a big piece of how to find the Dharma. Right. So yes. Right, right. Derailed us there for a minute. No, don't apologize because, because, you know, my brain went to like, well, I can tell you all the times I wasn't because it was just like, oh my gosh, all the time spent, you know? Yeah. Um, And so how I know, yeah, there is like, there's a tug sort of in my heart space toward the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm in alignment, there's that, like, I don't mind doing it because... I'm in flow. Right. It feels good. Oh, feels good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it feels so good to be in that flow. And I'm really appreciating it at least at this time in my life, because quite honestly, even in the creation of my business and like leaving a career two years ago, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like, what am I supposed to do to succeed mixed with, um, I'm following this dream of mine, you know? So I think just like now in beginning of year three, I'm in the Yahoo stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Minute, you know, it's gonna, yeah. you might fall for a while. Like, where am I going? Yeah. Right. And then yeah. we find it. And then, and, and too, so this is a part of, um, of sacred remembering for me is that the pieces don't, come together in our lives. And you were saying this, like the pieces don't come together. I think until we're in that alignment. Mm. Do you have thoughts about that? Ready? You know, alignment has always been a funny word for me. I I try to understand it. I, I I feel like it's just, isn't it, is it our nature? Do you think to align or do we have to get ourselves in alignment or let me say more with how I'm using the term is like alignment with ourselves. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. our Dharma. As you're yes. Saying. Yeah. Definitely. Like when we, um, like are true to ourselves and true to who we are and listen, right. Instead yeah. of denying, deny, 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 I need to keep trying for this, you know, other thing that I'm quote supposed to do or, um, and also I think, I mean, I will say that, you know, I have grieved the idea of like the rich famous rock star thing. Like that was, there was grief around that. And I didn't know until now yeah. why mm. I, that wasn't for me, 
You know what I mean? Like, so I think I would say to anybody listening who has a dream that isn't kind of, isn't manifesting the way that you might've thought it would, Mm. that there's something coming that you have no idea that is greater than your wildest dreams that is going to make you feel even more. It just, if just, you just stay open to it, it's coming for you. Like, I just don't think you can avoid it. I think we, I really think it's coming for you. That's what I read. It came for me. It was like, Whoa, okay. This way, you know, that invitation. I will say this, this is one thing that's so important in the story about Jubilee. I was living in San Diego, beautiful, beautiful city, amazing community, great job, um, awesome house. Everything was fine, but there was something missing. And so, and I didn't know what to do. So I fell to my knees and in in a moment of complete and total surrender Hmm. and desperation, really, I said, God, use me, use me the best way something I don't feel used. I feel like I'm dying on the vine. I feel like I have talents and gifts and creativity and energy to give to the world and I'm not doing it. So show me. Hmm. So anybody out there, that's my other piece of advice is ask God or goddess or great spirit, whatever universe intelligence. Yeah. Use me. So then it's like, it's not your will in a way. It's like, it's like, how can I best be used will be shown to you. Yes. You know, and then it's like, that, is that the thing? Really? <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> You're like, Oh, I need, yeah. And, and then, yeah, we, our egos are like, yeah, we're going to be, you know, rich and famous. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and then it's no, you're in service to an amazing community. Exactly. And, and we, and what is that great quote? I, I something about how, um, Oh, I wish I could remember it and who even said it, but it's something leads to this, leads to this, leads to happiness, leads to this, leads to service, which leads to true joy, which you don't uh, think. it's just not in our, it's not in our society to think that serving will bring joy because it's, then you're losing something. Yeah. But it's that gift of reciprocity, that the more you give, the more you get, right. The more you give the more you get. It's, it's the truth. It's just the yes. truth of the way the world works. So I noticed in your discography, is that how you say that? Discography. I've never said that word before that, um, around, you know, four years ago, there was an album called broken open. Mm. (laughs) So talk to me. Is there a link? Do you think between, I, yes, I have found this between being broken open Mm-hmm. And that leading to this recognition around service that you're talking about, like broken open recognition of the heart. How can I serve? Like how did so that time in my life <laughs> is such an incredible time in my life. Um, I, I have to just speak to the time in my life before I answer the question, because sure. my father passed away suddenly at 67 mm-hmm. I had my first girlfriend at age 40, right? So this just insanely powerful explosion of, you know, newness, grief. Um, when I think when my dad passed, I, I, I realized, you know, my dad's never going to see me get a Grammy, so who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like different things become important when you lose, you know, the, the thing. So when we get broken, yeah. um, I do think that it opens us to, to see what's really important. Yeah. You know, 
Like yeah. what is really matters here? Is it yeah. for me to make some kind of money and be known by people so I can't go to the grocery store? Or is it, right. you know, or is it about how can I serve? How can I make the world better while I'm here and be connected to those I love and yeah. not forget, you know, to be totally, totally present. Yeah. I just have to shout out to my first girlfriend. She walked me through that grief. It was yeah. really tough time, really tough time. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, that, that there's a, like life is going to break you open. Yeah. Life is going to break you open. And then no, there's a, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, the theme today, the theme today is coming for you. <laughs> Good and bad. It's coming. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm all, yes. It's funny, not funny. Like I'm having a fun conversation with you and yeah, it's not fun while it's happening. Um, you know, and I'm looking at like the first time I was broken open in my life when I had to place my daughter for adoption, I was young and I thought that the formula was go ensure that, that you're worthy, go like, go make something of yourself. Like that was the the path, like after being broken open. And then I recognized that I just did that for nearly two decades. You know, it was like this, oh, this is what resiliency means. This, this is, you know, like we get back up. We, we, I was a badass, Mm -hmm. but, but the second time I was broken open was a year ago. Mm -hmm. And, and in that time, there was this, like, I will not follow the same formula for what to do af- after being broken or mm-hmm. after breaking, you know, cause I can't say it was done. It, like it was my soul and heart like ready to break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I needed to. Yeah. And, and I was so broken open that I touched my own heart mm-hmm. in a way that like, I can't imagine going on living without knowing my heart in this way. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I get more, hopefully get more years to like get further in touch with my heart. <laughs> my dharma and all of these things you know but it's like it's my whole point is god for the pain thank god for the pain yeah you know it's what we talked about last week right at jubilee via negativa it was the last week yeah and i have to tell you that i was so negative when i walked in the door (laughs) and then i'm like negativity is the theme for the day (laughs) i was like of course it is of course it is right yeah And, and I'm in this process, you know, it's fall time. I've been in winter, like the season of winter, most of this year. I didn't want to, I'm like, I don't want to go into winter right now. Yeah. I'm ready for spring. Yeah. Come yeah. on, son, yeah. you know? And yeah. so <laughs> I was like, ah, and in these soul layers of like shedding the leaves outside and where we live, like the, the last of the leaves are dropping right now. And I feel it. Like I feel the last of the like the letting go yeah yeah and uh, you know what we're talking about on sunday please uh, tell me should advent, i come back <laughs> advent is here right so okay. advent is this sort of birth the birth canal i was reading about the pagan idea of advent right it's like the birth canal because you're coming into light right because the christmas season you know the pagan idea of the solstice right is it's like coming into the light so it gets so dark before it gets so before the light comes back right and so we're talking about for the next 5 weeks mystical love we're talking about the oneness and the love 
and, and how it's the love of the universe that's doing all of this birthing and all of this pain and all this via negativa, all this stuff is ultimately love. You know, I used to call, can I swear on here or not? A fucking course you can. Okay, good. I used to call bullshit on the love is everything. Love is everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then somebody, a philosopher named Thomas Trower described it like this. Life, God is, is life. Like life force is, is God, right? Mm-hmm. And that really resonates with me. Like yeah. when I see a baby or I see a, a, a fresh flower, like that feels yeah. like God, right? Like that feels yeah. like life. That feels like... That's God, like the life force. Well, in order for the life force to continue, there must be love. There must be love. So like the baby needs to be nurtured, like the flower needs to be watered, right? So, so, and that's the way that love works. It's just always working. And sometimes it's like the mud and the lotus, right? You yes. need or, or, or the, the fire, um, fire, the forest burning down because yeah. the seeds are released. Right. So right. going through the underworld. Forest. Yes. So like we have to look at the political world right now. I mean, it's hard to do that and we don't have to go political, but we have to look at it as if it's love, something God is loving us through this awfulness. Mm-hmm. I think it's awful. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if you're out there and you're like super stoked about our government right now and mm-hmm. our leadership. It just feels very like the dying, the last gasp of the patriarchy. Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's really, it's, it's God loving us through it somehow. Somehow we'll figure it out. We'll know after we'll know soon. Because that darkness must be revealed in, in order to transmute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I always was like, we go through, you know, I was like, we go through anything. And then, I, yeah, I got my ass handed to me. Universe is like, you sure? You sure? Like, yeah, okay, we do, but we don't, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a different kind of warrior now. Warrior, yeah. not warrior. Ooh, I like warrior. That. You know, like I am. Like much... what those words are. I've never thought <laughs> of well, warrior and warrior are. Yeah. And sacred and scared. Oh, you're going to use that one, aren't you? That's good. good. (laughs) Live, live, spelled backwards is evil. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So think about it. If you're not living, you know, you're living in the evil. You're, you're, you know, you're not going for light kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So I have a song recommendation because in Jubilee, we always, we sing like the Grateful Dead after we um, (laughs) take up collection. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> we were seeing closing i'm closing this the mystical love with i want to know what love is <laughs> i can't wait i'm so excited to sing foreigner like show me <laughs> i was so hoping you were going to sing that second line too yes i almost <laughs> did it and then I, <laughs> I would i have a song um request tell me uh it's always darkest before the dawn. That song from Florence and the Machine. You have to send it to me. I will send it to you. It's been my theme song. I'm like, here we go. It's the dark into That's the great. Great. Yeah. I need. I need. I need all the help I can get in this. <laughs> I'm like people. People have ideas. I'm like, please tell me that idea because I only have so many ideas. 
Oh, you have so many ideas, woman. I mean, like searching, so search engines are insane, like searching for Bible quotes and stories. And, you know, it's so much fun. And, you know, how do I find a song about this? This Sunday is going to be interesting because I will say this. Um, part of the, when I got the job, they were kind of like, we know you're an entertainer. Like we, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that it's not, it doesn't become like the Amy show. You know, that's really hard to hear. It triggers my little inner child that is like, you know, you're too much, calm down, you know. Um, So I had to kind of digest that. So I have not really been doing much of my own music at Jubilee. And this Sunday I'm doing with the choir, one of my songs. And then during the meditation, one of my songs. So I'm just like, I'm just throwing caution to the wind and like, it's the Amy show. <laughs> I mean, not really, but I'm just so excited to share yeah. some of my music with the community. Cause like, I mean, most of the community has never heard me sing uh, like mm-hmm. out there with what I've been doing for the past 20 years of my life. Yeah. We talk, yeah. sing a little bit. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited for Sunday. It's going to be wild. All right. I'm going to be there. Complains about the Amy show, but you know, but I think in, in my perspective, it all feels like an offering when exactly. we're, when we're sitting there receiving it, it feels like an offering. Good. Good. Oh yeah. So glad. Cause that's, that's the so intention, good. you know, that's yeah. always the intention. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. All right. So I think that there are two more questions, but I'll ask them at the same time and maybe it becomes one question. Okay. Okay. So this podcast is called sacred remembering and it's for modern women waking up to the truth of who they are. And so, um, I would like to ask you your definition of the sacred, which you've touched on a little bit. And then also, you know, thoughts for modern women who are waking up to this notion of the sacred being inside of them. Mm-hmm. If that question resonates and you can answer, you can make up and pretend I asked a different question and answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's a very sort of, it's making me think and it's making me question what, what do I think is sacred? And of course my first instinct is to say, everything is sacred. Yeah. Everything is sacred. And probably for me, the thing that I struggle with the most and the thing that I need to remember the most is that the moment is sacred, the Mm. present Mm. presence. And I think as a woman, my biggest stuff is around body image and mm. body stuff. Like I'm just not beautiful enough or I, my body's flawed in this way or that way. And to come to an understanding that my body is sacred um, yes. is kind of where I'm, I want to go. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just a meat suit, you know, whatever, you know, mm. but, but I, as I, as I maybe begin to get intimate with somebody new, I realize, wow, there's still so much stuff around that. I don't want to be like that. I want to be comfortable in my skin and, and recognize that, you know, as a woman, we are all kinds of shapes and sizes and we're all kinds of beautiful. And so I think for women, it's like, like reclaiming our power and, and putting away all these. I mean, I took that wonderful body image class with Jackie Dabrinska. Do you know about that class? Yes. Yes. And it was really hard. It was hard to look at the history of, you know, misogyny, I guess. And, yeah. and, 
and body image and how, I mean, even think about something like a high heel and you go, woman did not invent that. I'm sorry. (laughs) They're not comfortable at all. Like, or, you know, some things that, that women, you know, uh, bras even like it's just, it's, I'm, I'm hoping we're at the dawn of this new age of Aquarius Mm. where we can just embrace ourselves as, as sacred exactly as we are. Yeah. And, uh, so that's my answer. It's kind of, Thank you. Place, but what do you think? So beautiful. I love how you do that. You ask the question back. I'm really curious. <laughs> um, sacred to you. What is sacred to me? Yeah, I think it's it's a constant unfolding um, in my curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's it's like everything is sacred, mm-hmm. and you know the dark, the light like the dirt, the air, all of it. Um, But what is really exciting me right now is to give myself more and more permission to claim that the sacred is inside of me. Yes, Um, And that's, you know, hallelujah. I'm doing (laughs) like, because I think we could all, you know, have this conversation. The evolution of spirituality. That is it. It is not outside of us. Yeah. And that is why I gravitated towards science of mind because that's the basic teachings. You are one with God. Like I am one with God. I am the place where God shows up. God shows up and off as me. Right. You know, right. I am goddess. I am God. I am the creative spirit. And that is truly, that is the most important thing to kind of remember. And it's hard to remember because we're so, you know, of this earth. You know, right, right. Earthly things. Yeah, I think I I want to talk about one more thing in in this answer though. The, the sacred to me is also the feminine and the masculine and the unions. So when you say unity consciousness, or we're talking about like Jesus and Mary Magdalene, yes. you know, these are the the concepts and and like my ground of exploration for the last eight years. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Marianne Woodman. She's a union analyst um love union stuff yes. and consciousness and collective consciousness yes so marion women did a lot with conscious femininity and she is how i came to understand that the feminine essence in all of you know all of the energy that exists feminine essence is matter and darkness quite frankly and so you know, in a, it's like what we talked about last week, right? The dark matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, in a, in a patriarchy and, and, uh, historically religious, um, like affiliation with masculinity, we all went mind and thought. And like, we thought that God was only a spirit, you know, like the sacred was only a, a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And so um, to me, like my business is called embodied breath. Mm-hmm. So the spirit in the body, um, the the masculine and the feminine. Um, and so I could go on. But when you're talking about women's bodies as sacred, I think you're talking about like the remembrance of the sacred feminine 
or this is how I see it, like the remembrance of the sacred feminine as like feminine matter and bodies and embodiment, mm-hmm. like coming right back up to being like equal in God stuff, equal in sacred measure, Ooh, anything hot. like masculine consciousness, yeah. right? Yes. Right there. Yeah. This makes you want to tell a story. It's not like invisible vibration. It's like right there. No, it's right there. And I'm being like prompted by my own fear spaces to tell a story right now. So I'm going to tell it. Do it. (laughs) So my father was like very much um, religious and pro Jesus in a church that I talked about at the beginning of this episode um, wasn't necessarily like into feminine or women's equality, right? Mm -hmm. Father of three daughters and um, has been very, very concerned historically for the salvation of my soul um, Mm -hmm. to the point where it's been like unfair. Um, So I have an altar in my home and on it, I have Jesus and Mary Magdalene, like beside one another. And I'm working with the energies of the feminine and masculine and saying, teach me, use me, you know, all of these things. And my father was in my home for the first time, um, just a few months ago for the first time in a number of years, actually. And he was like, you have Jesus in your house. And I was like, wow, was he so happy? Was he so happy? He was so happy. But I said, who, who do you see next to him? Mm. And, and he's like, what? You know, he was like, Jesus is in your house. Oh my gosh. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And, um, and I said, you know, I really needed my whole life. I didn't, I didn't know that I needed this, but I needed the woman to be beside Jesus. I needed to, to know that this was a sacred union. Yeah. And he said, Sarah, do not speak such blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, blessings to like to us in our evolving journey, but um, yeah, that's the feminine to me and that's the sacred to me. And I, I really think about this sacred union yeah. a lot. And you know, it's interesting when you talk about femininity and masculinity right now too, you know, it's hard because I consider myself queer too. And I feel like the gender idea is becoming different, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what's feminine? What's masculine? What does that mean? And I know there's sort of like some solid stuff there. Yeah. Like there's the receptive and the uh, masculine is the, um, like you know, penetrating the action of things. And I also just feel like some of that is shifting, like, cause women are also proactive and men are also receptive, right? Like, yeah, for sure. You know? So it's, it's, it's such an interesting gender in general is such an interesting conversation. I find it to be like, when you go out to Portland, like there's bumper stickers everywhere that say question gender. And it's just like, mm. oh, I've really, I've never really done that. I remember I, I went on, on tour. I was opening for Alex Olson and beatboxing for her. She's a, an amazing lesbian poet. Um, and she, um, what was I just saying? My brain just feminine, masculine. Feminine, oh, she said, yeah, gender. She, she talked a lot about like, why do little girls wear pink? Oh yeah. Is wear blue. Like who decided yeah. that? And you know, so it's the union, the divine union is like beautiful. Cause it's like the Shekinah mm-hmm. that 
the mm-hmm. feminine of God and then that, that God source. I mean, it's, it's, right. there is a union, there is a union there. And it's like, what does it look like? And what is that? It's, it's a tough thing to, it's so tough. And it does, it, I don't think it does equate to gender. Yeah. Um, you okay. know, not, not divine masculine and feminine doesn't necessarily mean feminine. It doesn't mean male and female. No, like we all have both. That was the topic of my TEDx that is um, somehow not on video yet. Yes. Um, that, that this is all within all of us. All of us. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, love it. Yeah. Like what we were talking about before. Yeah. Privately. <laughs> yes. You know, like, yeah, yeah. When, when you find people in your life that bring out both of those things within you. Yeah. That is intense. Yeah. And then, yes, in my walk, the closer I get to the union of those within, within me, yeah. not dependent on another person, but within me, the right. closer I am to God. Oh, Sarah's won my heart. Oh, or <laughs> you had me at Horn church, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, high five. Me too. <laughs> stand up. Everybody who's a whore stand up right now. <laughs> Be proud. <laughs> That's amazing. So, Amy, I feel like we could talk all day, but maybe. Um, Thanks so much for having me. This has been so <sighs> wonderful. Like, I'm so being here. excited to get to know you and let's have coffee. Let's do it. <laughs> and everyone who's local can come to Jubilee because I know that there are some fence sitters out there. I've been talking to a couple of them. Like, yeah. you know, it's okay to come back into church. Amy's there, everybody. Yeah. Amy's making it okay. It's Howard was doing an amazing job too. Yeah, like, amazing. I felt very comfortable with Howard Hanger there. And he was talking about passion and the feminine in oh. church. And I was like, we're back. Yeah. It's so hot. He is so down with the feminine. <sighs> And so good. He did not consider himself a Christian. I don't know if you know that. He, I did not know that. Is, is his teacher, but yeah. he's yeah. not because of those types of things. You know, right? Um, it's all know. so hairy. It's so hairy. Like, let's all love each other and ask a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee. Okay. Jubilee is the question, not the answer. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Want to get together and ask some questions and explore, and you don't have any answers thrown at you. You know that's the place to go. And and yeah. like I said, for the next five weeks, we're going to be just talking about love. I'm just going to be loving all over the whole place, just because oh. I, you know, and I kind of planned it that way because I knew that if this thing flew, like if we connected, if I connected with the community, it's kind of like a relationship. You know how like when you're in a relationship, the third month is like the magic month where yeah. like everything's like, oh, it's like all the insecurities gone. <laughs> like in love and I was like you know what we're gonna be in love and I'm gonna talk about love we're gonna be all blissed out together <laughs> I was like I'm gonna manifest this right now yeah I'm looking forward three oh, months in advance yeah we're all just gonna be like I love you no I love you <laughs> I can yeah I'll be there for some mystical love absolutely Hafiz, <laughs> you know all that goodness that yummy and Jesus I mean love's all over the place like yeah you know in the virgin birth there's this idea of like magic that happens when god just like infuses us with this idea that comes from nowhere you know i think that's what the virgin birth really means is mm. where does an idea come from mm. oh, it just comes just come mm. it's divine it's divine yeah, yeah. Oh, Amy Steinberg. Thank you. up there for a minute. I feel like I was preaching for a second. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting used to your minister hat. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. It's really unexpected. 
Ah. And yet at the same time, I kind of, it was a long-term plan to do ministry, yeah. but not at Jubilee, more with the science of mind, you know? So this has been a tremendous gift, like, mm-hmm. and I only have a year contract, so I'm just hoping that they'll renew it. <laughs> <laughs> they must. Yeah, we'll see, you know, one day at a time, right? We just keep one Sunday, I just keep showing up, trying yeah. to do my best. And I mean, I could just see myself. Howard actually started when he was my age and he did 30 years. So I'm like, I got to 30 years. Let's do 30 years. No, um, we'll see. You know, you never know. So I do have your dream to be a stand-up comic. So, <laughs> well, you're also, you are doing that. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> but I can't, you know, get as, you know, dirty and ridiculous <laughs> as you please would like to. I love that you want to. I do. I really do. George Carlin is my hero, you know, just, Oh, anyway, Aww. all right. Another, another show for another time. Another, yeah. You coming back. All right, Amy, I'm going to stop the recording and I'm going to keep talking to you, but we'll say goodbye to our guests. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. After listening to this episode, what conversations do you want to be having? What do you want to ask other women? Join the Sacred Remembering Facebook group today. It's absolutely free. We're in there daily. The podcasts seed our conversations, and you are absolutely welcome. When you get there, say hello. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.